Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G, with me. As always, Dave Burles Berlin. Hmm. Doc, I am tired, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Tired. You got to bring the fire, man. Bring the fire. I know. You know, I'm working full time for free, by the way. Mm. And I understand why people get so excited for hump day. Mm. You know, Mm. I just, I just, you know, you're at the other side of the week. You're closer to the weekend. But then, then I realized, you know, and they get the Doc G show. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know? is that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Millions, and I mean millions Word. of Americans are anxiously setting at their apps, whether it be Apple or TuneIn, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. They're like, oh, when is it going to? Oh, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> what? And they just go bananas. <laughs> Just bananas. Exactly. They're like, keep checking their phone for the pop-up notifications. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what happened. So get ready. Bring the funk, man. Bring the funk. You know, Dude, I'm, I, I'll pump it up a little bit for the show. I got it. I got enough left in the tank. Oh, good. Good. You know, you know what else brings? It brings a very slight amount of joy during the day to me sometimes. Hmm. I uh I uh, I like people watching. Well, yes, that's always. If I'm not if I'm not in the studio or in my office, people watching is at the top of my list. But no, so true. I it has to do with people. You'll see what I mean here in a second. But every now and then, okay. I like when I when I got a little low point, I go to Apple News. You know, I just I, I flip over Apple Apple News. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see the feed, you know. I check the feed, see what's going on. Yeah. Just the daily so I can get an update, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I've got to say, I've noticed the stories from the magazine people come up a lot. Word. Yeah. Yeah, and I got I got people. Yeah, people. People the magazine. Yeah, like the like the gossip. And and magazine. I've got to be honest. They've got a really weird variety of stories. Yes! It really seems like oh, they yeah. have two types. It's pretty much it. Two types of stories. One, pointless celebrity stories. Sweet. That's one branch, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then the other branch is frighteningly horrific stories about crazy psychopathic murderers. Wait, what? That's pretty yes. much the only yes. two <laughs> branches that they have. And if the listener is thinking right now, hmm, that seems like a weird mix. I'm going to have to agree with the listener. It's a weird mix. That's a fact. It's a very weird mix. And so so for the ex- yep. example, this weekend, uh, I pull up the news, and I'm, I'm going through the stories, and the first people story I get is titled, Jonas 2020, question mark. Priyanka would love husband Nick Jonas to run for president. Word. Oh my goodness. Which, which first off, Dave, why is this a story? Really? You're, I mean, you're gonna find this hard to believe, Dave. But I researched it. Nick Jonas, 
No experience in politics, public policy, or law. Nope. Can you believe it? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, you know what he has? I am shocked. You know what experience he has? Hmm. Singing and being a Jonas brother. Yep. Those, the, yep. the, and being very good looking. Well, he's a pretty sexy man. He's a pretty sexy man. Yep. And uh, it's not even... It's, it's not even someone else in politics or, like, public policy volunteering, volunteering him for a job. It's his wife. His wife of one year. So true. That's a little bit biased information. She, she wants to be the first lady. She's going to say he can do anything right now. That's like asking a three-year-old who the strongest person in the world is, and they're going to be like, my daddy? Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. He's not strong at all, actually. He's very out of shape and may have heart disease. Wait, what? Like, you know, that's... <laughs> it's not... So, anyways, that's that's the pointless uh, celebrity story. Then, I scroll... What was the other I one? I scroll yeah. down a little bit, right? And I'm like, yeah, what else we got? Mm-hmm. And I come to another people story. And this story is titled, Wedding DJ Who Killed Then Sexually Assaulted Teacher then went home to unsuspecting fiance. Jeez. Wow. What? Fuck. What? <laughs> oh, God. First off, I gotta ask, was the occupation the best way to describe both of these folks? Like... Yes, we had to know. <laughs> couldn't we go with, like, gender, age, and place of res- residence? Because I'm sure... Florida man... <laughs> I'm sure wedding DJs are going to read this headline and be like, oh, d- this isn't going to be good for business. Nope. And teachers are going to be right. like, I don't know. Don't think I'm going to be able to go on a date with a wedding DJ anymore. <laughs> I don't really trust those guys. <laughs> and then was the fiance jobless? Hmm. Why didn't she get described by a job? <laughs> by her occupation. <laughs> like, why didn't they go wedding DJ who killed and sexually assaulted teacher went home to unsuspecting Subway sandwich artist? Word. Like, huh? Oh, Would, damn. Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> I'm just saying. In the bigger... That'd be better to be. In the bigger scope of things... We can't find some stories in between Nick Jonas and murderous DJs. Girl, come on! Like, isn't there something in there? I mean, the title of the magazine is People. They left it pretty vague. You can pretty much go with anything in there. So true. Well, like, when I, like, think of People, I see the, like, picture of whatever celebrity... Like wearing a bikini, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe blank wore That's this." Yeah, and it's like showing like cellulite and whatever. Okay, so like hanging out of this suit. So and then and then you have like the the uh, mug shot, you know, on the other corner. Okay, with like the the weird caption of, you know, X Y Z murder did this this and that. Okay, so you're you know. saying there there's actually three. You're saying celebrity shaming, crazy murderous uh, folks, and uh, so mm-hmm. celebrity, uh, pointless celebrity stories. Got it. Got it. Yes. Well, yes. Well, Dave, while they're working on some different branches of topics, do you want to fire up this topic-rich show? Amen. Dude, fire up this topic-rich show. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and liftoff. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know what that sounded like? Rich Cho. That was close. Rich homie Cho. Yes. yes. Yeah. Representing Memphis now. Shout out. Shout out. Yes. 
Yes, Rich. Know, I don't know what their. I was about to say their like motto, their slogan, but like I don't know what the Grizzlies. Well, don't they have the? I mean, is. their their stadiums, the Grind House, right, or something like that. The Grind. Oh, I don't know. That's a cool name. Yeah, though. well, they're the Grinders. I know that you know because they grind. They're, they they were all about the defense back in the day. The defense. So true. Uh, nonetheless, mm-hmm. Dave, we have a fantastic show. We Wait, have what? original guitarist from the band Sister Hazel. Ryan Newell on the show. I'm very excited. We've got fantastic jams from Sister Hazel, new and old jams, both on the show. It's very, it's very good, very good. But uh, I first, we got to start where we start. Birthday suit. Yes, please. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh, born on June 5th, 1971 in Dorchester, Dorchester, Boston, Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, he was the youngest of nine children growing. Mark Wahlberg. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now the, uh, that might be the, the fastest that might, that's close. I know it's got to be close. I think I know. maybe. Maybe Justin got one just on the location and age. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't I think I think he got one of like Rihanna like really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's right. Because I said I said where she's from. Like because she's from. Yeah. Uh, it was like like 25 years old in Barbados. Yeah. And he, like, she got, got the like, he got the Barbados. But let me let me go through this real quick. So growing up, our birthday suit wearer was very troubled, getting involved in many altercations with the law and many racially charged problems. In fact, he was arrested in 1988 for attempted murder on a middle-aged Vietnamese man. What? Uh, aside from mm. these legal issues, one of his brothers started a musical group called New Kids on the Block, and our birthday suit wearer was actually original member of that band, but quit after a couple of months. Uh, in 1990, our birthday suit wearer started a rap group and released the single Good Vibrations in 1991. Around the same time, Calvin Klein invited him to be an underwear model in a series of ads. He started acting in 1993, made his first film with Danny DeVito called Renaissance Man. Since then, our birthday suit wearer has played in Boogie Nights, Rockstar, Planet of the Apes, The Italian Job, Four Brothers, The Departed, Ted, The Fighter, Lone Survival, and several other movies. Mark Wahlberg. I gotta be. Dude, I love me some Marky Mark. I gotta be honest. I was very troubled by those uh, those arrests in his younger age. Yes! Those were those were bad crimes, man. I was about to say those are pretty uh, scary stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, very racially charged. Uh, I mean, he seems he seems like he has a lot of remorse for it. Uh, he tried. Yeah. He tried to get it removed from his record in 2016, and that really mm-hmm. caused a hubbub. People did not like that. Nope. Um, so he oh. so he dropped it. He said, "You know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I tried to get it removed. My bad." Um, but also, uh, I hope he does show remorse for that. But also, I tried uh, Wahlburgers this weekend. Wait, what? Yeah, for the first it's, time. It's whatever. It's no. You know. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I can't give it a glowing report. It was good. What? It was as a burger. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna. It was a like I wouldn't tell people to go out of your way for I'm it. I'm not gonna put it up there with Hodads in San Diego or Fuddruckers, but you know. Nope. Oh man, you're talking about these like upper echelon places. That I am not. 
qualified enough to try. Mm, mm. Well, you get a chance. I mean, you know, the closest, I think, I think the closest Fuddruckers to Jacksonville is, uh, is Savannah. But uh, uh, you is it worth the drive? Oh the, the my three god, hour I love drive, Fuddruckers. It's, it's all about the bun. Yes! The bun's the best, man. Oh. They have the best buns in oh. the town. They are fresh. They are fresh. They are buttered. They are delicious. But we have derailed, Damn. nonetheless. Yeah, hard, hard. <laughs> Happy birthday to Mark Wahlberg turning the big four Marky eight. Mark. Four eight. Dang. For Marky Mark. Getting up there. Staying in shape for four eight. Staying in shape. Yeah, he he'd kick both That's of our butts. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Dave, you know, on the show, I have promised that if I can't unturn a stone during the show, I will do it in the following show. Word. I will turn that stone over go. to get all of the information in a segment. That's dedication. In a segment we call previously on the Doc G Show. Previously on the Doc G Show. Dave, I mentioned to you the Exeter soccer team last mm-hmm. last uh, show, and you were like, "Hey, yep. what's the Exeter soccer team?" And I was like, "What? I don't know. Girl, come on. Don't ask these questions." Well, here you go. The Exeter soccer team is a club two team in the English football league, which is the lowest division. You've got the Premier League, then the Championship mm-hmm. League, then League One, then League Two. That's a fact. So I, I didn't know this. You can actually work your way up. Those aren't solidified leagues. I, I, you know, I'm not a soccer hooligan. I oh, don't know these I things. I did know that about the Premier League. Yeah. Basically, if you like keep losing, you, then you just keep dropping. Yeah, you get thrown out of the Premier League into the Championship yeah. League. And then if you do horribly in the Championship yep. League, you drop out of the league, uh, Championship League into League One. Yeah, so right now they're yes. at the lowest league, but they're pretty good in the lowest league. Word. So they're, they're, they 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 nice. might work their way up to League One. Right now I think they were in the sixth position, but uh, their season is coming to an end. So I guess they won't work it up for next, uh, you know, for until next season. Yep. Sounds like they're stuck one more year. Yeah, yeah. So fun fact, in 1914, Exeter became the first English league to play the Brazilian national team. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, oh. 1914. Just imagine history. Yeah, HTS. Yeah, here and here's here's another one. Their nickname is the Grecians. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's their nickname, and they're actually nobody. Even like the historians of the team aren't really sure how the nickname came around. They're not a hundred percent positive. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's confusing. So that's there. They are the Grecians, the Exeter Grecians, man. League Two, yes, my favorite league. Represent my favorite League Two team. That's right, Exeter listeners. Ever, I support them a hundred percent until somebody from England in another place that has a English team listens to our show more than you guys. Then I like their team. But until then, Exeter soccer team all the way. Now that I'm starting yes. to bring go team go. Now that I'm starting to bring the heat, Dave. You know. You know, I think I'm happy mm. to say that when people think Miller now, they think superhuman all-star. Why? Yes. Because of our segment, Dave. Because of our segment, Millard's still exist. Yes. It's Miller time. <laughs> Dave, are you, mm. are you ready to meet this week's Millard? Yeah. 
I just don't know how you keep getting better and better, but I'm pumped for this guy. Woo! Get ready. Here comes Dillard. What? Dillard. <laughs> Dillard. Girl, come on. Uh, uh -oh. Dr. Millard D. Collins. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dang. Yes. He's a doctor. A doctor. Right. He is not only a doctor, he is the chair and professor at Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee, and... He is general practice at the hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. That is right. Working two jobs. Dang. Two jobs. That's right, Dave. Uh, Doctor. He brings home the bacon. He does. He does. Dr. Miller D. Collins. Dave, do you know what that D stands for? Hmm. Uh, Dwight. It stands for don't ask me my middle name. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. My first name's Miller. Not actually. It stands for Darnell. But. He is Miller D. Uh. Collins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Chair and professor. I checked rate my professor to see what he was rated. You know what he was rated? Hmm. A uh, 5.0. Rated too f good for that website. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay, he wasn't actually <laughs> on that website, but it's fine. He is still a fantastic professor. Dave, I don't, oh I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but... Going off of the five Millards we've done on the show, if you name your chi yeah. child Millard, there's a 60% chance that they'll be a doctor. Jeez. There is a yeah, that's probably the highest like name percentage correlation like right? in the United States. And, it has to be. And then if you don't become a doctor, you're going to either become a lawyer or you're going to become a, an or actor. A famous actor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. You, uh, you want to know how cool Dr. Collins is? Hmm. Um, tell me. He has 163 followers on Instagram, and he hasn't even posted Holy. a single thing. Not a single thing. 163 Dang. followers. People were just like, oh my God, is this the actual? Is this the actual Miller D. Dr. Collins? Millard. I gotta follow this guy. Yes. I gotta follow him. He, he I gotta see his first post. He's followed by a Mercedes Benz uh, saleswoman who hangs out with uh the Nick Saban. What? Yeah. Yeah. I checked oh. it out. I did a little creeping. I did a little she, creeping. She only hangs out with big ballers. Exactly. My point is, Dave, that you can't spell Miller D. Collins without cold. As in Miller D. Collins is a stone cold stunner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Millard still exists, my friend. Millard still uh, exists. They Millards are thriving Woo! in I think, 2019. I think along with my food map that I'm putting up in the uh, in the studio, I think I need a Millards map as well across the nation. For every state. Millards yep. across the nation. Dave, are you ready to move on to rip from the headlines? Hmm. Dude. I, I mean, I'm not ready because I love that segment. Of course. But I know it's time. Of course. So. Here we go. We can go. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Here we go. Uh, first off, we're going to start off a uh, really interesting story in Indiana. Back in February 2018, the uh, Putnam County Police, they pulled over a man because his temporary license plate was hard to read. Word. So they were going to give mm -hmm. the man a warning about that. 
But they said when they asked him regarding the tags, he kept giving the cops inconsistent answers. Hmm. You know? So the cops were like, you know what? we got to search this car. So they searched that car, and they found $77,000 in cash. Jeez. Wow. Which I'm going to go ahead and make a bold statement right now. That's a lot of cash. Say what? That was bold. Yeah, I know. I know. What's the most cash you've ever had, Dave? Like, in in hand. Hmm. Um, I think, like, maybe three or four grand. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think the most is, like, 2,500. And when I, yeah. when I had, like, 2,500, I was like, wow, this is too much money to have in my hand like this. I'm right. I am not like it was too thick for a rubber band. I am not Money Mayweather. Nope. This is not for me. I can't do this. I felt like unsafe, you know. So yeah, true. exactly, exactly. Which is like I could have gotten hit at any second. Exactly. But uh, so, anyways, back to this guy with seventy-seven thousand dollars. The seventy-seven. Cops, wow. The cops said, um, "Whose money is this?" Hmm. And the man said, yeah, "You know what? I'm not sure." And they said, what? I'm not sure. <laughs> and they said, whose money is it? And he says, eh, I don't know. Word. And the cop said, well, if you don't know whose it is, we're going to take it. Wow. And so the cops just took $77,000 from this guy, and they didn't charge the dude for anything. Right? So, right. So even though this uh, apparently wasn't this dude's money, he didn't like the fact that mm-hmm. the cops took it. So he took the cops to court. And this past week, the judge ruled that since the cops had no evidence of a crime, they had to give the money back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, mm. I'll be honest. Okay. I'm following. I thought about this for a while, and I agree with the judge. So true. You know? I agree with the judge. Yeah. Like, uh, but don't you think if this dude said he doesn't knows, knows whose money it is, whoever's money it actually was would be like, hey... There's my $77,000. Yes! Right? Like, if this story came out and it actually wasn't his, unless the person whose money it is did something very illegal, which odds are that's the mm-hmm. case, they would be like, yep. hey, that's my money. So, I got a feeling. Well, I'm su- I'm surprised the judge, like, didn't have them, like, testifying court like whose money you like yeah yeah I don't, well i got a feeling nonetheless the uh the putnam county police they've got their eye on this fella that's a fact you've got a target yeah you might want to be moving from yeah. putnam county buddy you might want to be moving from True putnam county that. uh dave are you familiar with the haka dance hmm is that the um like ritual they do before sporting events yes yes uh, oh, it's a dance nice. originally performed by the Maori people of New Zealand. Um, uh-huh. Pretty intense ceremonial dance. Like you said, yeah. happens a lot before athletics, rugby, soccer. Uh, Jason Momoa did it one time. Uh, after the mm-hmm. Christchurch shooting in New Zealand, there was a big haka dance uh, ceremony. They're pretty intense. Uh, well, this next haka dance, um, not... Uh, not so moving, um, not ceremonial, but mm-hmm. pretty intense for the wrong reasons. Yes! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think his name is Whitey. Mm. Whitey Albert. Um, he's a mm-hmm. 50-year-old man who lives in uh, Duenden, uh, New Zealand. 
And he decided to uh, bust into a university party going on during the day across from his house. Mm. Uh, and he busted in this party, okay. and he helped himself to some of the alcohol at the party. And uh, Good for him. when the students at this party noticed, uh, hey, Mr. Albert is not one of our friends, oh. they were like, uh, so you got to leave. That's a fact. And Mr. Albert, not a fan. Nope. Not a fan at all. And he walked out into the middle of the road and started performing a haka. Mm. In the middle of the haka, he decided to take his pants off. Word. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, I love it. Which was very very intense. After he finished, he walked away. And uh, he was charged. The police uh, came and arrested him. And he was charged uh, with indecent exposure. And the uh, judge in the case, Emma Smith, said not only was this act offensive alone, it was offensive to the Maori people as well. And uh, after being sentenced to 12 months of intensive supervision and two months of community detention, and despite having a criminal history of 30 years, Jeez. Mr. Albert's legal counsel said, wow. Mr. Albert was looking to turn over a new leaf. Hmm. When asked by the judge how he was going to do that, the legal counsel said, well, he's got a couple ideas. Uh, he has mentioned law school. That's right. Which I got to say. Law school. Yeah, law school. Yes. And I got to say. Uh, it's good. It's good because if he would have had uh, been his own representation, you know, he probably could have caught, cost a lot less in legal fees over the past 30 years. So true. He really saved himself. Yeah, no kidding. You know? You know? Uh, he knows a lot from that side of things. Yes! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Dave, uh, I think Indiana, by the way, is trying to be the new Florida here because we got another oh, odd moment on. in Indiana another here. one. Uh, This is from Chesterton, Indiana. Uh, Police were contacted about a reckless driver who drove through the grass and into the parking lot of a church. Mm. So the police went out to respond to this. They went out to the church, and the car was still in the parking Mm. lot. They approached the vehicle. The driver was still in the car. The officer said as they approached the car, they could smell alcohol, and they could see the driver fumbling to try and recover his ID. Jeez. So, of course, when the officers got to the car, they asked, uh, excuse me, have you been drinking, sir? And the driver replied, I'm here for the AA meeting. <laughs> the officers asked <laughs> ask again if he had been drinking, and the driver said, I'm here for the AA meeting. And no, I've not been drinking. The last time I had a drink was yesterday. Hmm. The driver then was taken into custody and given a breathalyzer, which showed he had had a alcohol level of 0.247. Wow. Which, of course, is over three times the legal limit. So That man was effed up. First off, let's highlight the positive here. He was seeking help. So true. Good for him. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, I agree with that. However, probably not a good idea to seek help while still intoxicated. Nope. Probably. Well, and I've heard that's pretty insulting to the whole thing. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, at least if you're going to be insulting to the whole process, at least get somebody else to drive you to be the insult, you know? Yes! You know? <laughs> and then, secondly, go. if he hadn't drank since the night before, I would really like to know his blood alcohol level around midnight. Yes! Because, wow. True that. He, the, he had to be a gone by that time. Uh, Dave, are you ready for an actual headline? Hmm. I thought those were headlines. They were headlines, but I was giving you the whole scoop. I want to read you the actual headline. Here it is. New York. Read, read it word for word from the print. New York Post. Beavers bigger than Justin Bieber used to roam the earth. Wait, what? Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. I'm guessing for some reason Hannah Sparks related this whole article about giant beavers and a new research study that found out why they went extinct to Justin Bieber. I'm guessing because Bieber's close to Beaver. Word. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I can only imagine that's why. Word. That's a bit of a stretch from you, but I'll, I'll, I see where you're going with it. And I can only imagine because the, the authors uh, of this research study were very thrilled that Hannah decided to compare their actual research work to Justin Bieber. Oh, thank you. Thank you for belittling our research by comparing it to this. That's awesome. Thank really? you. Thank but you. But it gets the guys more clicks, so Not, a little more exposure. Exactly. Exactly. Regardless, these researchers found that giant beavers used to roam North America 10,000 years ago and were apparently five feet tall and weighed 220 pounds. They found... So they're basically like bears. Yeah. Yes! Bears with giant teeth and a, a flappy tail. Hmm. Uh, they found mm. that they went extinct because apparently the earth became drier and these giant beavers desperately depended on wet ecosystems. So they went extinct. So two things. First, I've got to say, I'm sort of glad I wasn't in a time that giant beavers were running around. That's a fact. That seems a little bit yeah. terrifying. I would not be a fan of a giant beaver. What? Um, second of all, there were 12 stories alone on this study about giant beavers. Like 12 large media outlets that had a story about this scientific study. Hmm. Like, I wonder how they get became so popular. Yeah, like... Like, who really cares? How did news stations were like, oh, <laughs> man, we got to talk about this. People will lose their about giant beavers. They're going to be excited <laughs> about this. It's weird. Uh, Dave, did you ever go on a trip in high school, like a big trip, like an overnight trip? Hmm... Um, not like through the school. Mm. Mm. We did uh, like in middle school. We did the um, Washington D.C. trip. Though. Okay, okay. So that's very similar. That that's actually in the story. Yeah. They went to Washington D.C. Um, I went to Orlando. Fantastic trip. And uh, New York. Those were the two trips. Those are the big trips I did. That's a fact. Uh, you know, from for, for school. Yeah, from oh, from Virginia. Nice. That's pretty far. They were both for. Well, one was for FBLA because obviously I'm quite a business leader these days. Yes! And uh, yes. and band. Those were the two trips I went. And the one to New York, I actually turned 18 on the trip. Sweet. So oh, what else do you do? Lady titty. But buy uh, tobacco products and Playboys. Yeah, that's what I did. 
Yes, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and lottery tickets. And I walked on to the bus, and our assistant principal, Mr. Robertson, confiscated my cigar and Playboy Girl, and was like, uh, I hate to tell you, that's against school policy. It doesn't matter how old you are. Lame. And I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> um, but I got a feeling the principal in the next story might not have done that. Nope. Might not have done that. So the pr- oh, man. principal at Port Allen uh, Holy Family Catholic School took a group of students on a trip <laughs> to Washington, D.C. And one night during the trip, while the students were in their hotel room, the principal, uh, Principal Como, uh, he decided he'd go out for a night on the town. Amen. And uh, he ended up at Archibald's Gentleman's Club. And uh, oh, one wow. thing led to another, and it was 2.20, and the police were dispatched to Archibald's because there was an intoxicated man refusing to pay his bill. Hmm. I'm going to give you a guess of who the intoxicated man was. Mr. Principal. Yes! Yes, when the police arrived, Principal Como was found laying in the middle of the road with an open container of alcohol refusing to move. A little, wow. a little peaceful protest there. Uh, to the top, to top this whole story off, Principal Como had also brought a service dog to the strip club. Wait, what? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Principal, <laughs> Principal Como was then arrested on counts of public intoxication and possession of an open container of alcohol. Uh. I mean, I guess when you're intoxicated, you're not really thinking. Um, but when you're the principal of a Catholic high school, you probably want... That's wa- the best part of you it. You probably want to keep a low profile at a strip club on a school trip. That's just my guess. So true. Maybe just pay the bill. Yes! Regardless of how much it is, pay the bill. Work out your debt later. Pay the bill. Um... I gotta. I love that. I gotta wonder if he got back from that trip. If he tried like a moral equivalency argument, hmm. if he was like, "Come on, like all the Catholic priests, what they're accused of, they're not that horrible, right? Nah, not too bad, right?" Hmm. I just wonder if he if he if he sunk that low or not. I didn't follow up on the story. I, I will for next week. All right, Dave. Last story, please. Last story. Another a uh, another. Another principal story. I got to do this one quick. This one uh, wasn't uh, arrested for being weird at a strip club. This one was uh, in trouble for plagiarizing. Yes, plagiarizing. Mm. So Parkersburg High School in West Virginia graduated last week, and the principal, Ken DeMoss, gave a speech to the graduating class. The speech was supposed to be about seizing opportunity and how to succeed at life. Now, the problem was that after the speech, students were talking to each other, and they all agreed that speech sounded very familiar. Hmm. It sounded like a speech that Ashton Kutcher made at the 2013 Kids' Choice Awards. Wait, what? So one, oh my God. So one student went back <laughs> and showed and put the two speeches side by side and showed that predominantly the whole speech the principal made was Ashton Kutcher's speech. Hmm. So first of all... That's actually awesome. I've got several comments on this. First of all, I want to know the student that was first like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
I know that speech without a doubt. That is Ashton Kutcher's 2013 Kids' Choice Award speech. It's on my top five Cooch Bomb speeches. That is one of his best speeches, and obviously he stole it. Like, who the F knows that speech? There's no way that I... Mean, I that's the sad thing, is they probably, like, did recognize it from there. Like, how do you recognize that? Specifically, that. No but... way I would know it. Nope. Second. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's the best speech he could plagiarize off of. Girl, like, out of all the commencement speeches out there, and this principle goes with Ashton Kutcher. Hmm. Like... Could you imagine what he, like, searched to find that? Like, what? That's like doing a biology project on dermatology and skincare and plagiarizing a Cosmo magazine article. At least plagiarize the good <laughs> sources. Like, what's your... Ashton Kutcher... Like, nothing against Ashton Kutcher. He's a very successful Love man. Him. But, like, you... C come on. Like, I'll tell you, if you want a commencement speech, go look at Dartmouth... Conan O'Brien speech. That stuff will get you jacked right there. Conan O'Brien mm. did an amazing speech for Dartmouth. It was amazing. Plus, so true. it's an Ivy League speech. Like, come on. You're ripping off Kids' Choice Award speeches here. <laughs> Lastly, too, I gotta say, I'm shocked that these students actually care. Like, I feel like at my high school graduation, if I would have looked over at my friend Lee after the speech and been like, hey, Lee, didn't that principal's speech sound a little bit familiar? Hmm. He would have been like, what? Sorry, man. I wasn't listening to what he said. I was trying to figure out if anyone in our class was naked under their graduation robes. I think Jesse is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesse is. Pretty positive, bro. I'm psyched. Yeah. Like, come on. They That's actually funny. cared? Like, what? Well, like, maybe the student, you know, had gotten in trouble with the principal or something. They were, yeah. They to, like, throw it back at They him. were offended, man. But nonetheless, we need to take a break, man. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest sister, Hazel. Oh, yeah. Yes. This is a newer song called Small Town Living off of their album Wind. Say what? My middle school girlfriend's so happy right now. That's right. She is because she loves Sister Hazel. Right here on the Doc G Show. Well, I don't get back home like I wish I did and God only knows when I'll get there again this job of mine Well, I'm always gone Lucky for me I'm never far from home There's a little small town Living in each of us There's a little handshake A quick wave A look that we trust No matter where I go I know I'm never alone Cause there's a little small town Living All caught up See if I was doing all right Said be sure to let us know Next time you're passing through With a little heads up I'll have a cold one here for you There's a little small town Living in each other 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, he already told you earlier, you know, SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, Tuner, whatever it's called. Just Google the Doc G Show. I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. For those of you that don't know how to use the Googs. What? www.thedocgshow.com or just docgshow.com or whatever you want to do. If you want to listen to us like all the cool kids are, you'll find it. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Dude, I tell you, our uh, our Matt Stoney interview, one of the most mm-hmm. popular of the of the uh, year so far. Actually, in fact, it's I, all... I believe it. It's already the most popular show for the year. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Wow. Nonetheless, Thanks let's take all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a let's take a look at who's been listening to us this week and shout out. Shout out, Artichoke. What? Uh, first off, <laughs> one of my favorite places in the country, right here, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Shout out. Yes, indeed. Oh, shout I always out. Want to go there. Very nice. It's lovely. Yes! It is lovely. It is like paradise, my friend. Yes! Nothing better than the South Carolina Low Country. It is so beautiful. So beautiful. The night the nighttime hugs you like a warm blanket. Yes! It's beautiful. And the blanket mm. of stars above you and a nice breeze through the pine trees. My God. What? It is amazing. Nonetheless, thank you for the listens. Shout out. Thank you guys. To Monroe, Washington, number one state, Uh, number one state in the union. That's probably BP, maybe. No, I don't know. She better not think she's too good for the show, BP. You better not listen to the show, BP. Hmm. Uh, Shout out, Uh, uh, Apodaco, Mexico. What? Apodaco. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Hola, mis amigos. Yeah, yeah. Apodaco? Gracias. I guess, I guess that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that sounds right. Sure. Avocado? Sure. <laughs> Avocado! Mago! I don't know how to pronounce your language. I'm sorry. Um, nonetheless, shout out to T. Dot Canada. 
Yeah, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Raptors. The like, dude, Jurassic Park looks crazy out there. It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts, man. Shout out to Mexico. Mexico City. Mexico. Oh, a little easier. Yes. Yes. Shout Muy out. Facil. Shout out to San Salvador, El Salvador. Shout out. Yes. Ah. yes, indeed. Yes. Shout out to Santo Domingo, Ecuador. Shout out. Yes. Hey, we are killing these countries. Latin America, they're loving us. We are a they new, love us. We are a Latin new Latin flavor. America sensation. It's because I'm so good with the Spanish, <laughs> nope. as you saw with that first pronunciation. They're yes. s- sitting there. They all turned off their app your, right now. Your tongue is magical. Nope. Disgusting. Yes. U- <laughs> Uberata, Brazil. Uberata. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. Is it? That one. That one wasn't smooth at all. Oh. No. Okay. Oh. You 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 hyped it up too much, man. You hyped know, it up. I know. I know. You ruined it. I blame it all on you. Nonetheless, I'm sorry. last one, Rochester, Minnesota. Shout out. Ah, perfect. Yeah, easy one. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy Midwest name for me. Thank you, Midwest, yes. for being easy with your names. Uh, okay, Dave, you ready? Second birthday. I don't know what I'm ready for, but go for it. Okay, I'm ready. You'll get this one. I've got, I've got tons of faith on this one. Uh, okay. Born on June 5th, 1941, in Brookline, Massachusetts. Do you remember who else was from Brookline? Hmm. JFK. Uh, not, not quite yet. JFK. Oh, really? Yeah, JFK and this fella, same place. And, uh, no, they're... at the pre- same time. I was about to say same... No, they're pretty far away. Yes! It's It's about 20-some years, but still. Uh, uh, his mother was a Canadian dressmaker. And his father was a lay leader of the Jewish congregation. His father wanted him to become a rabbi. Took a different route. During high school, he couldn't participate in sports because it interfered with his Hebrew studies and the observance of the Sabbath. He ended high school by attending Columbia College and then went on to obtain a master's from Harvard Business School. He started in a business career through his father-in-law, Jacob Hyatt. In 1972, he founded International Forest Products. And in 1994, our birthday suit wearer bought the New England Patriots for $172 million. Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft, Mr. Robert Kraft. I should have waited for you to get to his latest news scandal. Mm, I, I just just for him, I didn't put it in there. Just because I'm sure he's got enough heat, and I know he listens to the Doc G show, so of I didn't course, feel like bringing course. him down. Uh, but yes, he bought the New England Patriots for 172 million dollars. That investment is now worth an estimated 3.7 billion. Nice return, Bob. Wow. Nice return. Uh, in 1996, he also bought the New England Revolution, a uh, major league soccer team. Uh, mm-hmm. In 2005, apparently, president uh, president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, took one of our uh, birthday suit wearers' championship rings. What? Yeah, 
Yeah. Did you hear no that kidding. story? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. He just stole it. He just like stole it. Like basically Robert Kraft showed it to him and he was like, cool, I'm taking this. And you know, Robert Kraft wow. was like, you scare me. I'm not going to take it back. Here, have it. Yeah. And, and then the <laughs> Russian government told, like, called uh, uh, Robert Kraft and was like, hey, you gave that to him. And he was like, okay, I gave that to him. And he was like, no, no, I didn't give that to him. And now it's in, like, the official Russian house as shown as a gift to the Russian state. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Uh, according to Forbes, our birthday suit wearer is worth $6.6 billion. So he's got a little bit of money to celebrate his birthday. Just That's insane. Just just a teens. Just a teeny bit. Uh, he could go wherever he wants. Yeah, pretty much. Do any, and do anything he wants. Pretty much. Yeah, there's not too much stopping you when you got $6.6 billion. I mean, only like uh, Jeff Azos looks down at you as poor, pretty much. Him, mm. him, Bill Gates, and Warren Buffett are looking at you like you poor piece of crap. Good <laughs> lord, scum. six six point six billion. I'm worth <laughs> I'm worth fifty times that. Okay, not fifty. That'd be ridiculous. Those three combined yeah. are worth fifty times that. Anyway, nonetheless, I've derailed. Happy birthday, Robert Kraft. You Happy party birthday, it up. Sir. You sort of odd man, you. Hard. Yeah, do don't, it legally. Don't do. Go. Don't get a massage, for God's sakes. Don't no. do it. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, get a, a sanctioned massage at a well from, from a man. From, <laughs> and definitely <laughs> don't end it the same way as the other one. That will. Anyway, nonetheless, I've derailed uh, again. It's time to bring out our special guest. We are going to be back after this break with guitarist of Sister Hazel, Ryan Newell. Very excited, right here on the Doc G Show. Don't you guys go anywhere. Honey, I figured out, but it took a long, long time. Oh, and now there's a turn about, maybe cause I'm trying. There's been time I'm so confused. Oh, See it all, cause it's been a long, long time. Oh, but then we'll trip and fall, wondering if I'm blind. There's been time I'm so confused. Oh,
me, I figured out But it took a long, long time Oh, and now there's a turnabout Maybe cause I'm trying There's been time I'm so confused Baby, you're my Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by none other than Ryan Newell of Sister Hazel. Ryan, how's it going? Oh, everything's going great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. So you guys, uh, you've been rocking for... 26 years Jeez, yeah it's crazy that's, i can't that, believe it's been that long that's ridiculous so i think a lot of our listeners probably uh know about your band they've definitely heard of the band but how did you guys actually come together because i think a lot of people know the the name the reason you guys have the name sister hazel but how, how did you guys actually start playing as a band hmm. well we all met in college at uh university of florida mm-hmm. um ken and andrew uh the two singers they actually did an acoustic duo together uh and played around town and um the rest of us were in various bands in gainesville uh throughout the college years and in we uh, slowly became fans of each other in our respective bands. Yeah. And um, Ken wanted to uh, uh, put a band together and, uh, and wasn't sure even if Andrew wanted uh, to be in the band or not. <laughs> uh, what? But he put a flyer up and uh, Jet Barris, our bass player, was the first person to uh, respond to the flyer and uh, they started piecing the band together and and uh i was conflicted because you know i had just actually graduated college Mm -hmm. and um there was another band i was in called black creek that was gonna go out and do it full time um so i was playing with them but i would uh play with sister hazel you know would play on on some of their recordings and do shows with them and eventually it just made sense that i should should be in sister hazel and not the other band um and then you know everyone fell into place and 
we started touring around in a van and trailer in the, in the southeast and and got a pretty good following on our own and and uh, we managed to get uh, one of our songs all for you uh, on a handful of radio stations before we were even signed to a label and I think that's what um, attracted the uh, major labels to come sniffing around and see who this band was that had a following and a song on the radio without any help yeah uh, so that's, that's basically the story and the, you know uh, it just was you know we, we always said we would do this as long as we were having fun and making good music and, and it's been that way ever since yes! very nice very nice now, now I don't want to offend any Black Creek listeners out there, but uh, they're not still going, are they? Hmm. No, the band <laughs> broke up. Uh, it was a fantastic band, and I love those guys, and we still keep in touch. Uh, it just, uh, you know, it wasn't meant to be. There you go. There you go. You took the you took the right path. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so it was your your sophomore album, uh, somewhere more familiar, that just that blew up. And like you said, you actually had all for you before that as a single, uh, but that was the album, the full band version. Uh, and this is where everybody uh, sort of heard the name Sister Hazel. I mean, this yeah. is where uh, you had the big billboard success. Uh, what do you remember about that time of the band? It was super exciting. I mean, that's, you know, every band's dream is to get, you know, interest from a major label. And we had actually gone in and recorded our sophomore record on our own. Was, that was before major label. Yeah. And um, and then you know uh, it got in the hands of people at uh, Universal Records, and they wanted to just immediately put that out. And we thought, well, now that we're signed to a major label, can we record it the right way? Because we, <laughs> you know, I think we recorded it in like two weeks. Yeah. And. Uh, they said, you know, we'll we'll give you some money to go in and touch up a few things here and there, but we really like the way uh, the energy of the record. We hate for you guys to try to start from square one on this. Mm -hmm. So, so we, it's basically the same album that we recorded uh, uh, on our own. And um, yeah, I mean, it was amazing when you know the the radio. We met the radio people, and they said. Uh, uh, I remember one of the radio guys coming in and he said, uh, all of your lives are about to change. <laughs> Wait, what? And, you know, of course, you know, you're like, I'll yeah. believe it when I see it. <laughs> but um, no, that song was really big for us and opened a lot of doors for us and a lot of opportunities. And it still gets a big reaction every time we play it. And we still enjoy playing it. Yeah. So, um, but no, that was a surreal experience in a surreal time and you know doing tv for the first time and all that it's yeah. just uh you know there's nothing like your first time yeah yeah well now not too long after that explosion actually around 2001 you guys started doing uh the rock boat cruise Sweet. um and in 2020 you'll be doing your 20th rock boat cruise what yeah N now. yeah we we were uh uh i'd like to say the the pioneers of the you know music on a i was cruise ship. i was about to say because that was what i mean i you know looking at it i was like and and i've heard the rock boat cruise for so long i was mm -hmm. like were there any other 
rock boats going on? I mean, were there any cruises at that time not, when you started it not up? Not that I know of. People thought we were crazy. Because <laughs> uh, we, we uh, it was at the the end of the Somewhere More Familiar album uh, tour, and we wanted to do something special for our fans um, that was a little out of the ordinary. So we chartered half of a Carnival cruise ship. Yeah. So so it was it was half you know regular cruise <laughs> people and then uh, and then our fans. So Jeez. that had uh, to be an interesting wash there. It was <laughs> very interesting, but we we knew we had something, you know. And and then the uphill battle from there trying to get other bands to do it is yeah. uh they, a lot of the bands were afraid to go on a cruise and it, it just didn't make sense to them yeah and we told him we said just trust us just go on it and we promise you you know yeah you'll think it's a great idea and uh yeah it's been this will be our 20th one coming up in january it's it's uh it's been really great and it uh i think the the coolest thing for us is you know, you, you meet a lot of friends and in, in other bands and stuff in this industry, but you never get to see each other play because you're always playing at the, at the same time. Yeah. In different cities and stuff. And this is a place where all the musicians can get together and there's a lot of collaborations. You get to uh, hang out in, on the beach with each other and yeah, people are writing songs and no, it, it's it's great, and and the, the fans really like to see that interaction too. You know, see a couple of their favorite bands do collaborations and stuff. And, um, but no, yeah. it's a really really good time. Well, you you guys have had some some huge bands on the rock boat, and you guys have had a lot of Doc G Show alums on there. Uh, Carbon Leaf, uh, Blackberry Smoke, The Dead South, oh, yeah. The Curries. Uh, and one I gotta ask you about in particular one one uh, artist uh, you you guys had Andy Frasco mm. and you've had Andy Frasco on oh yeah when when you guys invited Andy Frasco did you have any idea what you were in for when you were getting I, an <laughs> I personally did not but we were <laughs> thoroughly impressed <laughs> he brings it He's right a, he brings it he's a, a, uh it's a it's such a unique show all the guys are super talented and uh you know you're, you're caught in this uh it, you're you're freaking out on how good the band is and you're laughing the whole time he's just got such a great vibe um, was he? He's, he's perfect for the boat. Was he either shirtless or wearing a Lakers jersey the entire time? Was that pretty the, much? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Andy's great. We've we've had him on the show a couple of times, and he is. He always is a uh, a, a ball full of energy. It's amazing considering they still oh, yeah. do you know two hundred shows a year, and he's still like that pretty much all the time. So I don't I don't see how I, I mean I can't keep up with him just watching. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see how he he's not breaking limbs and, and every year, man, <laughs> he just brings it every year. But so now, one thing I've noticed about the rock boat is you guys give early access to anyone who's been on the cruise before. And last yeah, year, it. you didn't even have a chance to open to the general public. Wait, right? what? Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it goes on sale to the to the alumni first. We mm -hmm. figure we give them first dibs on on the boat, um, 
And yeah, it's we've been been really fortunate that people. Uh, um, I guess what what had happened before is the uh, some of the alumni didn't jump on it, and then mm-hmm. it sold out immediately following. And yeah. So now they, they kind of know to get on, get on it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got to heed the warning signs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of other festivities, you guys have been doing for a good while. You've actually got the hazelnut hang Word. coming up uh, June twenty first to the twenty third in the Isle of Palms. Uh, this will be the 14th time you guys have put on the hazelnut hang. What's, what's the hazelnut hang all about and why'd you guys sort of decide to, to start it? Well, it's, it's, it actually kind of feels like the, the rock boat on land, like a smaller, (laughs) smaller rock boat, uh, on land. And, uh, basically it's, you know, three days and two nights, uh, on the beach up in, uh, Isle of Palms. Uh, a place called the Wind Jammer, and uh, it, it's just you know it's called Hazelnut Hang because our our fans are self dubbed Hazelnuts. Yeah, um, and it's just a uh, it, it's a fan driven uh, you know three three day weekend where everyone's hanging out on the beach. We play volleyball, we have contests, and and. Uh, you know, it, it, and it's also fun for us too because we do we can go off and play uh, songs that we don't normally play. A lot of times we've done alter ego sets where, you know, we'll uh, like one year we had a, a crow set where we played songs by Black Crows, Cheryl Crow, and Counting Crows. You know, <laughs> Sweet. You know we'll just do interesting stuff and that uh, that people don't normally see uh, in our everyday show. And uh, and it's a chance for us to hang out with uh, some of our biggest fans, and and we actually can you know talk to them and get some feedback about what they like and what they don't like about uh, everything Hazel. Nice, very nice. Uh, so charity and and philanthropy uh, seem like it's always been a, a big part of the band. Uh, have you guys always tried to sort of keep that in mind throughout your careers? Because it seems like it constantly comes up, different charities, different ways to give back. Uh, why? I mean, you know, obviously it's a fantastic thing, but, uh, you know, what sort of spurs that on in the band? Well, we've been doing that since day one. Um, been very involved with charities um, but we actually started our own charity. Um, Kim Block, our singer, is the founder mm-hmm. um, of Lyrics for Life. Mm-hmm. And that started, you know, it benefits uh, the Children's Cancer Foundation. Um, and basically what we would do is, you know, we we ha- have a chance to meet a bunch of these artists and stuff and people that are heroes of ours. And we would get them to write, handwrite lyrics on anything they wanted to mm-hmm. you know uh we've had everything from you know edwin mccain wrote lyrics on a propeller because he was into flying at that time what <laughs> um we've had surfboards we've had and we've had paul mccartney uh do lyrics we've you know had james taylor and it's just just grown into something and, and uh actually you know that's been really uh beneficial to the to the uh the cause yeah and what we do is we um we play a live show um and we auction off all the uh the the lyrics uh at the show itself Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and it's been great. We've been doing that. I mean, the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger, but yeah, because we're so old. But we've been doing that since I believe 2001. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw an Instagram post there on your guys' uh, page as far as uh, is, is like 500,000, 500, raised, something around those those numbers Jeez. for uh, lyrics for life. So yeah, it's it's up there, and and we also was still involved in. Um, other charities as well we actually been to honduras twice with uh, feed the children mm-hmm. um and we put computers in some of their schools down there and and help build a school building and helped uh put running water in a little village down there nice so yeah but no it, it's uh you know it, it's something that means a lot to us and the band has always been rooted in, ch- in charity yeah, well, speaking of that, just a couple weeks ago, you guys teamed up uh, with the It's About Me campaign, uh, me standing for musical education, uh, which mm-hmm. is designed to help raise awareness uh, for the importance of music education and create advocacy team uh, for young people to get into music. Uh, and I noticed, so on all the artists, they, they were given a page, basically, to write what music sort of meant to them. And on yours, right. you put solace. Uh, right. What would you mean by that? What What is uh, you know? What What's that meaning behind it for music for you? Hmm. Well, you know, I, I think. Uh, sorry, my alarm's going off on my phone. But, <laughs> um, no, I, I think music is is well for me personally. It, it was a an escape and it's something that I could call my own. Um, I you know it, it my whole identity became. Uh, playing music mm-hmm. and and it, it's it's like therapy it's mm-hmm. always there for you um, there's always the next level that you can get at is that you, you never just figure out music you know oh. it's always this vast mystery that's mm-hmm. always enticing and, and and there's always a goal right in front of you and you know it and if you take it in small steps it's attainable and that feels good to yeah. accomplish those goals and to get better a little bit better little by little and the journey never ends yeah. i mean he, he, andre segovia one of the best classical guitar players on the planet he would practice eight hours a day <laughs> you know it, it's just it never ends there's always something there for you yeah um well, well but, speak, uh, speaking of those big milestones, those things that never end, you guys played uh, the Grand Ole Opry uh, last year, which huge, huge milestone, and and, yes! and are doing so again this year. Uh, if someone had told you back in in '95 when you guys were just you know just just had your first album out, and you say said you're going to play the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, what what would you have thought to well, that? I, w- hmm. I wouldn't have believed it because, you know, at the time, it, it's funny how bands get labeled and, and everyone has to fit in a box with a label on it. Yeah. And back then we were, uh, we were alternative rock. Yeah. You know? So I, I wouldn't imagine an alternative rock band playing the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. But... What is happening uh, is the the landscape of country music has changed completely. Yeah, and uh, you know we feel like we still play Sister Hazel music. You can you can put our albums back to back, and it's not like we're like genre jumping or anything. It's just genre kind of opened up 
its arms and and kind of embraced our sound yeah um so opportunities like you know or dreams like playing the opry are now a reality for us and it's it's surreal it's it's that's that stage is hallowed ground yeah and um you just you walk in there it takes your breath away thinking of all the amazing artists that have been on that stage and the history and, and uh we did we definitely don't take it for granted yeah and uh and it's one of the you know we kind of we stopped getting stage fright <laughs> a while back just because i don't know maybe we're too dumb to be to be scared <laughs> but it's a tolerance is, you've had too many it's it's built up <laughs> But this is a uh, this is one time where you're backstage and you kind of get the those those butterflies in the stomach like you used to, yeah, and uh, and it's deservedly so. That's a you know it's, it's quite an honor to play that stage. Yeah, so I've seen a lot in interviews with you as far as when they ask about your inspiration, and it seems like a lot of times you you lead a little bit more towards the rock side i mean obviously being a guitarist uh, jimmy hendrix and mm-hmm. and jimmy page and and van halen and that kind of deal did you did you have a lot of country music uh icons when you were growing up that you looked up to oh absolutely you know is uh chad atkins is one of my favorite guitar players of all time mm-hmm. he, he's, he's just amazing and, yeah uh you know, I love Johnny Cash and Hank Williams and all that. I'm a little more old school. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I love all all types of music. I, I <clears throat> I'm sure everyone's heard this before, but I I think there's two kinds of music out there. You know, good music and bad music. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Exactly. And, you know, it, it crosses all kinds of genres. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's what's what's fun about being in Sister Hazel is. Our influences are all over the map. Yeah, we listen to everything, Um, and you know the the different tastes and flavors of the guys in the band. It kind of, for some reason, we we all get together. It ends up sounding like uh, Sister Hazel. Yeah, which which I personally think is a good good thing (laughs) that you know we've actually tried to you know experiment in the studio and and try a lot of different things we try to do that on every album but it seems like no matter what we do it always sounds like us yeah yeah well let's talk about that let's talk about the uh the good music you guys are making a couple years ago you decided uh to release the elements eps uh sort of increase the the volume of music that was coming up uh, and now you guys have released three out of four. So we've got we've got Earth coming out. Uh, when is Earth coming out? Have you guys set a date for the last element hmm. yet? Uh, it'll be out in the fall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very very exciting. Now, uh, have you guys talked about what's going to follow the the four elements? Well, we're we're gonna uh, definitely tour on the record, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, we really did enjoy the process of putting out uh, more music uh, with, you know, less time in between. Um, I think, you know, the music industry is changing so much for a band to, you know, put out a 15 song CD and then wait two years and put out another one. It's just that's it's, that's not enough content, I think, for, for fans, you know. Um, so we we have a. Uh, six to seven songs on each EP and we put it out every six months. Yeah. And, uh, 
our fans love it, you know, because yeah. they, they they keep satiated with new music. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, we haven't discussed whether we're doing a full length album after this, but I can tell you that we really enjoy putting the EPs out. It's yeah. fun for us. And, and uh, the elements was really fun for us because we actually tied all the records in with a, uh, a song at the very end of each EP. Uh, we did like a 30 second song mm. uh, at the end. Uh, and if you put all of those songs together back to back, it forms one complete song. Yeah, I was I was going to ask so. you about that. And, and I heard that's going to be you're going to have the full all of them back to back to back on earth is that right that's correct nice very nice yeah and and so it sort of got different movements if you will through those through those four songs you you get a different feeling through each one very it's a little mini rock opera (laughs) (laughs) is how how did the idea come up with that i mean as far as doing Uh, those those minute songs well um jet our bass player uh he you know he challenged us it was just an exercise like can we write a 30 second song mm-hmm. you know can we have a hook a melody and get say everything we want to say in 30 seconds jeez um and it was kind of like an exercise uh and then when we started doing these uh eps uh, uh he had the idea that maybe we could link them all together um and you know make it make it all a cohesive song uh once they're all linked together so mm-hmm. it was just something that we'd never done before and, and uh you know any anything that's new for us we definitely like to dive in and give, give it a i think i, shot. I, th- but, I think um, it increased the creativity a lot it seems oh absolutely but yeah. we were flying by the seat of our pants because it's it's not like we finished it all and then they're just doling it out yeah we would we were writing them as we went along so we had no idea if it was going to actually work or not but we were we were stuck on the path so it had to work (laughs) you know yeah i i I think it did and i'm i'm actually excited i'm very excited to hear all four of them together when the uh when the new album the new ep comes out should be great um all right ryan i've got one more question i asked this of all of our guests uh i'm a bit of a food guy and I like to ask about if I were coming to your hometown of Gainesville and it's right down the road from us here in Jacksonville uh, and I ask you where I should eat, what's the go-to quintessential Gainesville establishment? Uh, where mm. where are you going to send me in Gainesville that I need to eat? Well, here's the complicated part about that. I personally haven't lived in Gainesville uh, since the night what oh no where 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 <laughs> yeah. are you stationed now uh i live uh right outside of washington dc okay so uh, in can, fairfax virginia do you want to answer in fairfax i'll take a fairfax uh answer if you want to give me a quintessential fairfax eatery mm. with so many <laughs> uh if i were to if you were in the mood for mexican food yeah uh i would send you to, to casa tequila which is uh, a family-owned mexican restaurant up here that has 
you know, authentic Mexican food. It's just amazing. It's Very the nice. best I've ever had. Sweet. Okay. A Mexican. I've gotten, I've actually got several Mexican responses. So that's all right. Nice. But family owned. That's a little bit unique. I like that. Yeah. They, they have, uh, you know, their own recipes has been passed down for Ooh. generations. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, really it's good. solid. I like it. I'll, I'll have yeah. to. I have to wait. I guess. I guess Ken's the the resident uh, Gainesville man. I'll have to ask Ken, him. Yeah, Ken, Ken and Drew are. They still live there. Nice. And, uh, Jet lives in South Florida. Mark, our drummer, lives in Atlanta. Okay. All right. Very nice. Okay. All right. Well, I've got my Fairfax list down. Now all I can right. put it. I can put it on our map of all the food locations of our guests. Very nice, uh, Ryan. We are up against a break, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I listeners, you can keep up uh, to date with Sister Hazel at their website, sisterhazel.com, or on Instagram or Twitter at Sister Hazel Band. Right now, let's listen to Fire off their latest EP, Fire, right here on the Doc G Show. You're stuck on the front line of the poor on the inside fighting yourself. You've been running ragged jaded and jagged and broken as hell Watch your freedom with borrowed innocence Now you want Beyond your bleeding age. 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Sister Hazel. Yes. yes. And I just got finished talking to Ryan from Sister Hazel. That's right. Thanks to him Dude. for stopping by the show. Fantastic. Yes. Freaking awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. You know, uh, I gotta, I gotta say, a lot of good things about Sister Hazel. I mean, it's just so many things that they did for philanthropy and naming their band after such an awesome lady, Sister Hazel in Gainesville. Yep. Uh, you know, and so many gotta good. Love the message it sends. Exactly, right. so many good things they've done with lyrics for life. I mean, you know. They, they've been in the game for 26 years, and you're like, okay, they could have been in the game for 26 years and just be worn out and not care and be like, I'm, we're just going to do these shows and get paid and go home. But they don't, man. Right. They put it all into the shows. They're, they're philanthropic. They give back to the communities. It's impressive. Yes. Job well done. Job well done, yeah, Sister Hazel. Yeah, to them. Very good music, too. Killer music. Thanks for being on the show once again. Uh, Dave? Hmm. Yes, sir. Third birthday suit. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Are you it's ready? All, all, for, all for you. Strap yourself in. I see what you did there. That's I fun. like it. Here mm-hmm. we go. Third birthday suit. This one's going to be tough, dude. This one's going to be very okay. tough. Reach deep. Reach deep. 
Born on June 5th, 1956 in Seattle, Washington, in Seward Park neighborhood. Hmm. He was a saxophone performance on Ed Sullivan's show when he was 10 that made his fascination with the saxophone. That's right. So he was watching a saxophone performance, was like, I got to do that. When he entered high school, he tried to join the jazz band, but didn't get in first try. In his sophomore year, he tried again, earned first chair. After high school, he started playing in bands and actually played in Barry White's band for some time. Say what? In the 1980s, he started doing solo albums on the saxophone and became synonymous with saxophone playing. With albums like G-Force and Gravity, he earned a Guinness uh, Guinness World Record by playing the longest note ever on a saxophone using the technique known as circular breathing, he played an E-flat for 45 minutes. Jeez. In Holy crap. 2011, he appeared in the song Last Friday Night by Katy Perry. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Dude, I have no idea. Last Friday Night... He was in that song? He was in that song. He was in the video, too. They have a Uh, saxophone breakdown. Dig deep, man. Think about it. His last name, I'm going to give you a big clue. His last name, only a letter. Um, Well, the two titles of the albums you said started with G's. Uh Uh-huh. G. It's not Doc G. No, no, it wasn't me, man. I'm not a saxophonist. I don't do that. No. You know. I only uh, tried I once. Know. I only tried once in class, and I sucked in band on saxophone. That's for sure. Uh, sad. It's all right. Kenny G, man. Kenny G. Uh, Have you ever I need heard of go. Uh, I need to get some sax knowledge. You've never heard of Kenny G? Wait, what? I don't think so. Amazing. I, get, I think I might be a little bit more young millennial versus old millennial. Because hmm. back... Back in the 90s, he was like this huge, like it was sort of like a huge ongoing joke that if you wanted some some soft, sexy, sex, uh, sexy music, sexy, sexy mm-hmm. music, you'd go Kenny G. Kenny G was oh. your go-to, right? That was that was on the baby making playlist. Yeah, it was it was just this ongoing joke that that's what it was. Uh, he did win oh. some Grammys. Yeah, yeah, Kenny G. Kenny G, man. Okay. Happy birthday. To, how old is he? Like 60-something now? Yeah. That's right. Kenny's getting up there, man, but he can still okay. dish it out. He's- uh, Oh, I'm sure. He's actually turning 63. Dang. 63. Happy birthday. Kenny G, Kenny man. G. He's, he's got a nice, nice head of hair, too. Yes. Nice head of curly hair. Long curly hair. That's what he does. Yes. That's what he does. Oh. Kenny, Kenny Long curly G, hair man. and plays the sax and sold, jams for sold, 45 minutes straight. Sold over 75 million records total. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Kenny G, man. That's impressive. That's right. Uh, Dave, it's the time of the week that I like to tell you about all of our great upcoming shows. And it is. I'd soli- love to hear about it. It is solidified. I would like to announce next week on the show, London Brown. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> Fat Reggie from Ballers on My our show. Yes. Very excited. I mean, he's not just... He's not just Reggie. I mean, he's multiple things. He is a comedian. He's got killer stand-up work. He's a photographer. He cooks like a like a chef. He is he is multi-talented, my man. He is, Why is this guy so much better than us? He well, he, well uh, there are multiple answers for that. Yes! Um, one, he's much more attractive than me. Much more. So true. Yeah. Two, yeah. he knows how to smile in a camera, man. He is a he s- smiling machine. <laughs> Me, I look like a moron when I smile. My cheeks get yeah, all chubby. Like never done it before. One eye gets a lot smaller than the other. What? A lot of times my eyes close. I get these Thank fat cheeks. Thank goodness you do a radio show. It, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but nonetheless, we're so excited. We're so excited to have him on the show. He's going to be fantastic. Uh, can't wait Hell for yeah. that. We're also going to have we're also going to have music uh, from MSCJ, our man from uh, Helena Island, South Carolina. I'm very excited to bring new music okay. to the show while we have uh, London Brown on the show. It's going to be great. Uh, we've also got my hero Zero from Pennsylvania going to be on the show. Very excited about that. We've got Dope. some. We've got some possibles. Again, we've got some possibles. I don't think I'm going to ruin it by by bringing these up. One of the possibilities, there's a new show on HGTV. And you know, Dave, as we mentioned, because we're middle-aged white women, we love HGTV. (laughs) You know? Right. We're big fans. (laughs) And they got a new show called Southern Spitfire with Abby Williams. And uh, I reached out to Abby, and I was like, hey, you want to be on the show? And she was like, yeah, that sounds fun. I want to be on the show. She's got to she's gotta okay it uh, from the bigwigs at HGTV. But she said, most yeah. likely, I'm going to be there. And I was like, yes, yes. Oh. And, and, a little, and a little tip to all the PR and management out there, if you want to end... Uh, an email with a bombshell. You want to know how she she ended that? Hmm. What'd she say? Have an amazing week. Big hugs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Big that's right. Hugs. Uh, have an amazing week. Big hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Little, little note to all you amateurs out there on how to end your emails. Right there. That's how you do it, man. Very excited about the possibilities of that. But we got <laughs> lots. Of fantastic guests coming. I'm very excited. They're gonna all be good. I can't wait. Uh, but until then, we got we got to wrap this show up. And as per usual, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles Berlin. Yes. Well, man, now that you know Wednesday's done, I don't know what to do, Doc. Take a nap, man. Take a nap. Yeah. Well, I, I guess go. since it's nighttime, go to sleep. Yeah, go to Drag sleep. Drag my butt to to work tomorrow. Yeah, man, you're you're working stiff. You're working stiff. Ugh. Ah, but until next week, zip it up and zip it out. A zippity doo dah.